welcome to Your Career Podcast. If you're looking for inspiration in your career or job search, you're at the right place. I'm Jane Jackson, your career management coach and author of Navigating Career Crossroads. For more career advice and support, go to janejacksoncoach.com and find all you need to create the career of your dreams. Welcome to Jane Jackson Careers, a podcast that takes your career to the next level. Here's your host, Jane Jackson, author of Amazon Careers bestseller, Navigating Career Crossroads. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download and free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. There are over 180,000 book titles to choose, so give it a go and get your free audiobook today from audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. Well, hello and welcome to My Careers Podcast, where I interview fascinating professionals who have made amazing career changes. Today, I'm delighted to have marketing legend Philippa Durant on the show. Philippa is a passionate marketer at executive level. She builds, leads and inspires marketing teams to deliver strong, profitable consumer marketing and business results. She's worked in Australia and the UK at some of the best blue chip organizations, including Coca-Cola, Lion Nathan, Diageo, Kellogg, Reckitt Benkiza, and is now Director of Brand and Customer at Virgin Mobile. Philippa is focused on unearthing strong insights to build strategy and execution across brands, product and service portfolios via digital and other communication programs. She believes it's really important to build great places to work and her incredible skills in building a positive workplace culture complement beautifully her technical expertise. Philippa focuses on building teams and work that will surprise and delight customers. Now let's find out how Philippa's fascinating marketing journey started. So good morning and welcome to the show Philippa. Good morning, Jane. Nice to be here. Oh, I'm delighted that you're here. And I'm really interested to find out how this marketing journey began. So how about to kick us off, tell us a little bit about your early days and when you were a young girl or a teenager, what were your career aspirations? Do you know, Jane, I didn't actually know what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to be involved in business. And it's quite interesting. I did a general management degree. So I did a commerce degree with a management focus. And it was quite funny. When I did my degree, one of the things I knew I didn't want to do or I thought I didn't want to do at the time was work in marketing. So I wanted to work in an area of the business that was much more solid, much more measurable and wishy-washy, I thought at the time. But alas, that has all changed, obviously. Mm. And so what happened once you graduated from uni? Which direction did you take? Yeah, so look, I was 
very, very, very lucky. So I was really lucky to get into a multinational organization, Ricket Benkiza, and I was on their graduate program. So as many people know, graduate programs give you the opportunity to work in some different parts of the business. They give you an entrance when there's not that much expected of you. So organizations invest in you because of the future potential. And that was an amazing building block for me. I actually finished my graduate program in purchasing and I worked in procurement for about my first seven or eight months. And I then very quickly saw where the organisation was being driven from and that's where I wanted to be. And I was very fortunate that at the time Record Benkiza supported my move over into marketing. I went in as an assistant brand manager and then moved up through a brand manager and a senior brand manager in that organisation. So a wonderful basis of kind of six years and five or so of them in marketing. I was incredibly lucky at the time. Mm. And you've worked at some of the most amazing companies, you know, including Reckitt Benkiza and Coca-Cola, Lion Nathan, Diageo, Kellogg, and they're all well-known names within Australia and internationally. So after, was it six years, did you say, at Reckitt Benkiza? Yes, yeah, it was just on six years. Yeah. So what prompted the move? The move was prompted by a couple of things. One was I wanted to work for brands that were local. I was working in a global organisation where you didn't have as much control over the brands. So I moved to Lion Nathan, which was a local organisation and where you truly owned all of the brand strategy and all of the brand creative. And so I'd been there kind of for my first six years and I was restless and willing and wanting to learn the next thing. So I moved to an Australian organisation, well, Australian-based organisation, organization where I could have full control of the brands. Mm. And then really getting into marketing itself, having a commerce degree originally, Mm. how did you find that transition, you know, going from procurement, purchasing, and then an opportunity to probably learn on the job as well into marketing? What are those key skills that you think you had that helped you to progress in your career in this direction? Look, I think, I mean, I truly believe that a degree mainly gives you the ability to learn, especially when you do a generalized business degree as I did. I think that I learned things about, I did marketing subjects when I was at uni, but I didn't really learn anything. I kind of you know, it was in theory and there wasn't much practical. And it's not till I was on the job and I actually got the opportunity to do things that I learned. And I learned, as you mentioned, through doing. The other piece that I was really fortunate with was, and it was Reckon and Coleman at the time, Reckon and Coleman invested in its people by teaching us the basic brand building tools. And so one of the most fundamental things I think that if people are looking for a career in marketing need to do is go to an organization where they invest in the tools and they train you in the tools to base your marketing expertise on. So that's things around, you know, how to identify and build a consumer insight, how to write a great brief, what's media look like, what does packaging design look like, what does all of those fundamental building blocks look like, because that's the basis for your technical skills. And so from Lion Nathan, and you transitioned into a number of different organizations as well, was it that you wanted to expand upon your skill sets in marketing or were they just amazing opportunities in new cities that attracted you? 
Uh, do you know what? It was a combination of things. And the other thing to mention just too was there was personal stuff that influenced some of those moves too. So, you know, I was in my late 20s and I'd just broken up from a long-term relationship and I thought, I'm going to go to London. And so that prompted the move to London. And then I was very, very fortunate to fall on my feet with Coca-Cola. And so sometimes life is a combination of a targeted career moves, you know, amazing opportunities, but also personal circumstances. And I think it's often we separate the two but that's not life. Mm, no, actually, that's interesting that you mention it, because as you know, I, I specialize in transition coaching, not just career transitions, but life coaching as well. And so making a complete break in a relationship and then moving country, that's quite a stressful time, isn't it? Do you know what? I actually think for me, it was less stressful because I kind of ran away. (laughs) (laughs) So I used my flight mechanism, but it was the greatest thing I ever did. You know, I moved into Coca-Cola and, you know, I would call that at this stage the job of my career. And so spent just under four years. And the role that I spent most of the time on was working as marketing manager across Europe at the time in the new brands business. So when I started, had 22 countries within our responsibility. And I learned so many of the skills around leadership because it was all about stakeholder management, that role, that I believe kind of has taken my career to the next stage. So there was a bit of technical marketing, so you had to be great at what you did. But what it really gave me the opportunity to do is because I was working across multiple countries with multiple cultures, I had to be able to communicate. I had to be able to take people on a journey. I had to be able to stakeholder manage. And that was really essential that I had to do those things to deliver results. And so it was a real change in my leadership capability because obviously, as we understand, you know, our capability is made up of both technical skills, so technical marketing skills, but leadership skills. And as you get more and more senior, those leadership skills are the things that are more and more important. Mm, Yes, and I would imagine that also focusing on like the strategic direction of the marketing function and also, you know, how to really grow the business and the brand itself would have been very exciting at that level. Loved it. And working with some of the best brands in the world. And, you know, I've been fortunate to do that on several brands. That's an amazing privilege to do that. Do you know, it's an amazing opportunity because I generally have worked for organisations that don't separate brand and business strategy. I have sometimes worked for some organisations that, you know, are more about business and more about logistics rather than building their brands. But my preference is to work for organisations that are brand focused and really recognise that the power of your brand Mm. You know, I'm interested to ask you, because you moved from Australia to London, and then you landed on your feet and really grew your career at Coca-Cola in the UK. Did you notice any cultural difference that required some adjustment from the way you would approach marketing in Australia versus how you would approach it across Europe? Oh, look, there was masses of difference. And, you know, when I think back of it on it, you make me smile because I think all of the cultural stereotypes that we often go into apply. And you had to work out how to move past those cultural stereotypes and build relationships with individuals in markets so then you could deliver results together. So definitely, look, and they were each different, you know, working with the French versus working with the German versus working with the Greeks, like all different but all amazing opportunities. So right now, I guess you would consider yourself as quite a strong expert in cross-cultural understanding because marketing is all about delivering an effective message. 
Yeah, look, and you know, one of the things I learned in that role was that, as I mentioned around stakeholder management, and you know, it could be cross-cultural, it could be cross-organisation, it could be cross-portfolio, and applying those skills to different challenges has been really beneficial. Mm. And so how long did you spend in the UK? I spent just on four years there. Mm. And what brought you back to Australia? (laughs) Do you know what? Once again, life (laughs) rather than career. So it was the desire to have children and be around my family when I did that. I'm incredibly fortunate to have wonderful support from my family and to do what I do, it's hard to do that without support and family support. So we wanted to do that and my parents are here and they help us a lot with that. So once again, it was a personal move. How do you find moving country and then getting to know new people, new colleagues, making friends, settling in in a slightly different culture or a greatly different culture? How do you cope with transition? Do you know, it was really interesting. In retrospect, I don't think I coped that well when I came back to Australia because I think I was, after having such amazing scope and across Europe and working across all these different countries and working with Global a whole heap when I worked for Coca-Cola, all of a sudden I was back in Australia in a local role and I was having discussions and there'd be six people in a meeting discussing what to do with 20,000 cases of writing off and I was like what's going on here like I didn't understand and I didn't articulate that difference in size and the difference from moving from a really big market to a small market and so that was actually something a little bit brutal for me I didn't say this is what's going to happen I actually just learned through the experience and probably some hard experiences where and I went oh this is not as sexy as it used to be (laughs) (laughs) you were spoiled with such a big brand Look, I was spoiled mainly with the regions and the resources of the organisation and, you know, so a very privileged position to be in. And I think it's actually, this is a dilemma that I've talked to about a lot of Australians who have come back to Australia, that lots of people kind of get here and we make lifestyle choices and we make personal choices. But that's quite challenging from a career perspective because career-wise, there's bigger jobs overseas and you have to kind of make this trade-off. And it's something I often think about and my husband and I have discussed a lot because we do realise that, you know, to stay in marketing often an overseas move is part of that deal. Mm. I mean, it really is so difficult. My daughter is currently overseas. She's in London working for a very, very big brand and she'd love to come back to Australia. But again, it'll be a lifestyle choice. I think further down the track when she decides to have children and wants to be closer to family, probably same thing as you, then she'll return. But while she's working um, and enjoying her career and really progressing, London for her in the industry she's in is the place to be. Yeah, and I totally understand that. And we haven't ruled out going overseas again. So I have an eight-year-old daughter and, you know, we've had open conversations with her that at one stage we wouldn't mind going and having that life experience again. So it's still on our books. We'll see what happens. Mm. Now, tell me a bit more about the marketing side of things. What would you say is the most challenging about being a marketer? I think one of the most challenging things is taking organisations on journeys. 
so I think as a marketeer, we understand the value of brands. We understand how important they are to the P&L and the bottom line of an organization, but not always everyone else in the organization does. And so if I was kind of to articulate one of the number one challenges, it's how do you help and support a big group of non-marketeers to love and believe and support your brand and invest in the activities they're doing to all be brand building? So it's quite a lot of influencing, isn't it? I look incredibly. And, and as I said to you, I mentioned earlier that I find that my role, and most people would find this, as you get more senior, it's more around influencing and stakeholder management than it is about actual technical skills. So you have to keep your hand in the game around your technical skills because you have to have the ability to challenge and build and make programs better. But I would suggest that actually more of what I do is around stakeholder management and also around team development and around, you know, building an amazing team of people. And at at Virgin Mobile at the moment, I'm really privileged to work with some really smart marketeers. And so that's exciting to, you know, support them and challenge them and help them build their technical skills and also their leadership skills. Mm, What a fabulous company to be working with, Virgin Mobile. Tell me, what's the most rewarding aspect of your role? Look, I think, you know, it's funny because yesterday we had a couple of big wins and at the moment, the most rewarding part of my role is taking the business on that journey around the brand. So I mentioned one of the key challenges was taking the business on a journey around the brand and influencing the way that we run as an organization because one of the things I'm understand truly is that we have to have a tight, awesome, amazing running machine as an organization to then deliver amazing results for the brand. And so what I'm seeing at the moment is yesterday we had a couple of wins on some of that stuff. So that's kind of at the moment, the thing that I think we're delivering the results in most. Mm. And can you tell me what would be your typical day as a senior (laughs) marketing professional? Oh, look, um, meetings, <laughs> too many <laughs> meetings and, you know, everyone wanting a bit of your time. And that's actually a really big challenge because being kind of clear in your head around what your priorities are and what are the big picture priorities and not getting drawn into the minutiae is such a crucial thing because you won't help anyone if you're getting drawn into the minutiae and approving point of sale and things like that. What you need to be doing is building the bigger picture around how you build capability within your team, how you influence the organisation around the brand, how you you know support the team to deliver amazing insight-based work. And you know what, so for someone who wants to get into your line of work within marketing with a global brand, for example, what would you provide as your top three tips for success? What would be my top three tips? Look, I think the first one would be all around listening. And what I link listening to is around always being insight-based with everything that you do. It was something that I learned early on at Record Benkeiser and, and always having an insight at the heart of all of your work and everything that you're doing is incredibly important. My second tip would be stick out things and work hard. I think that I'm very privileged to be where I am and there's a lot of hours and a lot of hard work that has gone into that, but I've had the amazing opportunity to do that. And I think the third one is just around believing in yourself. And so it's fascinating. 
you know, I've been so fortunate, really lucky to work for some of the best brands in the world. And I think you've got to believe in yourself to facilitate that happening. So as I said, listening would be the first one, and that's linked to great insights and great insight-based creative and customer work. The second one would be around believing in yourself. And the third one would be about, what did I say the third one is? To believe in yourself. Yeah. No, that was the third one. I'm missing one there, Jane. Oh, my it, articulation. <laughs> yes, my articulation is working really hard. Yeah, and sticking at it, I guess, you know, having that staying power despite the challenges is really important. So really, as a marketer, initially, you do need to have quite strong analytical skills to be able to go through the insights that are researched and then decide what would be the best plan moving forward to expand and build the brand. Yeah, it's really interesting. And I think there's different type of marketeers. I have never been an amazing analyst to be really honest with you. I do, you know, analytics, I'm fortunate enough to have people who support me in that in most of my roles. I have been able to take data along with amazing gut feel around consumers and, you know, insights that I've built from various data points, including I find one of the most powerful thing to do with things to do with consumers is listening. So back to that first tip that I had before. So nothing's as powerful as consumer research. Nothing's as powerful as when you have a call centre jumping onto calls and listening to what those customers are saying. So there's a lot of that, which is another data point, which isn't as kind of slightly analytical, but not quite as, so it's not spreadsheet numbers and data it's just a different form of data Mm. and you know part of your work is building strategy and execution across brands and product and service portfolios and you've mentioned that you do it via digital channels as well as other communication programs tell us a little bit about the digital emphasis nowadays Look, everything's changed as a marketeer and I think that's a really interesting thing. You have to keep up and you have to understand what's going on because digital is just another channel that we communicate with our customers and our consumers with. And so you have to have kind of a basic understanding of those changes. So we have seen lots of change. We've seen lots of change from a digital perspective, you know, around CRM and our intimate understanding of our customers, which is an amazing, amazing amazing advantage as a marketeer to have intimate detail on your customers. The key challenge is just how you identify what are the key pieces of data and then use it. Because do you know what? I've never worked in an organisation that doesn't have enough data. I think the key challenge is, is how you use and identify the key insights from that data to then move it forward. Mm. What's the strategy at Virgin Mobile? Which social media platforms do you find most effective in this telecommunication space? I'd suggest that kind of our Facebook platform, you know, we have the most intimate relationship with customers there, but we use Twitter, we use LinkedIn for different purposes. I think it's just a combination of those platforms and understanding where we can reach, who we can reach and which is the right platform for each of our messages is critically important. It's really hard to keep completely up to speed with all of the new digital platforms that are coming up. I mean, I've just come across this Snapchat and then there's Mm. Medium and there are all of these new and Periscope and Mm. YouTube's been around for a long, long time. But all of these new ones that are coming up, for me, marketing my own business as a career coach, the mind just boggles. So I've decided I'm just going to focus on the three top ones for myself and everything else. I just don't have time to keep up to speed with it. Yeah, and I think 
you, and I think that's a really wise choice. Do you know, I think there is, you know, as you mentioned, there's lots of new ones and, you know, they're being trialed in the market and some of them are performing amazingly and they will become some of the top ones. But, you know, as I said beforehand, choosing what are the channels to reach your customers is important and they'll be different by each channel. So I imagine in your industry, obviously, LinkedIn is such an important one, but for Virgin Mobile, LinkedIn isn't as important. So it really just depends what industry you're in and you say, these are the right ones because I can reach my customers with the right messages. Well, I really enjoy learning so much from you with regard to marketing and your marketing journey. And would you say where you are now, you're in a really good place in your career, you've reached a level as director of brand and customer, you know, for, you know, this amazing company, Virgin Mobile, that you're really enjoying life and it's great to be back in Australia? Yeah, look, it is. It's funny. I'm always kind of going, my eye is often on what's next. And, you know, there's a little bit of me that would love to do another stint overseas. And so um, particularly where my daughter is still young enough, so that won't cause too much hassle around schooling. So who knows, watch this space, but really, really happy at the moment and really happy to be, you know, working with a great team, you know, working, making some real changes and delivering some great work. Well, I think you've been living and breathing your profession as well because you know as a senior marketer you know, being very successful with various campaigns for the companies you've worked for and now able to also treat yourself as a brand too and be able to market yourself is excellent so if someone wanted to get in touch with you and find out a little bit more about you philippa what would be the best way to reach you linkedin so i'm on linkedin all the time and you know my profile is philippa durant and so i'm in sydney in australia so drop me a message i'm really happy to chat. Well, that's fantastic. So what I'll do is on my website, janejacksoncoach.com, I'll have all of my show notes and a bit of a brief about what we've chatted about today. And I'll also have your public profile link to your LinkedIn as well. So if anyone wants to get in touch with you and connect and follow your marketing progress as the time goes by, they can do so. So I could talk to you all day, Philippa. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been great to have a chat and learn about everything that you've been doing in the marketing space. Wonderful, Jane, and have a great afternoon. Thank you for your time. Okay, thank you. Bye. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download and free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. There are over 180,000 book titles to choose, so give it a go and get your free audiobook today from audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. You've been listening to Jane Jackson Careers. Sign up to receive regular career advice at janejacksoncoach.com. Thanks for joining me today. For affordable career help, please check out my career success program. I provide a unique blend of online and live career coaching to help you take control of every aspect of your career or career change. If you aren't where where you want to be in your career, let's talk. Check it out at thecareersacademy.com.
online. The links are in my show notes. 